This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we are talking about the episode Surprise from uh, the original series, as well as the penultimate episode of the second season of Roswell, New Mexico, Crash Into Me. Uh, These are, there's a lot going on in these two episodes, Um, but easily the highlight is Isabel's uh, dirty prom dress look. She looks very much like some kind of hybrid of Cordelia and Buffy from the Homecoming episode um, in season three. Like, it's, she's pretty much finding her inner badass before our eyes while also realizing that maybe Valandra was not a good person, which is probably my favorite uh conflict for Isabel so I'm I'm loving it uh, and had fun kind of hearing Patrick's take on that and then over in Roswell New Mexico I mean there's just a lot going on <laughs> we have many many feelings um and we get into those so hope you enjoy Where does Isabel go after murdering a congresswoman? She goes to the pod chamber. What is the Latin phrase for the opening of this episode? Or the style of opening of this episode? And media res. Yes. Does Grant take any shit from the cops he certainly does not go grant damn straight uh when isabel is dating someone what can she do at the same time as dating them keep her mouth shut (laughs) yep what I'm sorry for this one. What soundtrack is Liz listening to while she works late in Whitaker's office? Run, Lola, run. All right. I've got a tough question for you. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Because I think we've been, we've almost been too good at this quiz. So I'm going to give you a tough one. What is Isabel's alien name? Ooh, it starts with a V. It's like Villandros or something like that. Oh my god, it's Villandra! You only got one letter Woo! off. That's amazing. I really thought I was being mean, but you know what? I think it means I got to step up my next round of questions. <laughs> that we have to be meaner in the next questions. I I, I wrote one more question. Oh, okay. Uh, if 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 you would like me to ask it, of course. <laughs> Who, according to this episode, knows what it's like to walk around all day long with a thong up their ass? Maria, Courtney, and Alex. Yeah, hey, that was a good question. Thank it's you. A key moment because I didn't ask any Alex strip tease questions, and that really, this is the Alex strip tease episode. That That's is literally is. all I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, so where do we start? Uh, this is a parents' party. Mm, yes, it is a parents' party at a restaurant. And yes, I mean like. I guess it's probably like there's a sign outside that says like close for private event. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are people coming in who who weren't invited. Like, are you talking about Co- okay, well, now we know Congresswoman Whitaker is both evil and got herself invited by steamrolling Liz. Sure. So we yeah. have that 
I mean, I don't think she's a great example of just like a person on the street because she was an evil skin. That's a great point. Um, that we know by the end. At the point, that point, we don't know. We just know she's rude as hell. Right. But we do know it is, this is a parents party and this is uh, a, n- enough of a like young person's birthday party that Isabel is opening presents in front of everyone. Yes. So like, and I understand this is her 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, but like they are treating it like it is her 12th birthday, right? Yes. And I think it's weird. And maybe they do in passing, but I don't feel like they mention that it's her 18th birthday until the end of the episode. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Because they are. And like and this comes up a little bit more, but like. They are junior. Like, they're not seniors in high school. I think they make her 18 so that she can date Grant, honestly. That's my, that's my Ryan Mogi uh, opinion from watching this show so many times. Because Grant is too old for her. Yeah. He's well, like 100%. a man. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. He's a man with, like, a master's degree. Yes, yeah, who doesn't <laughs> take job. shit from the cops. So, like, right. he's, I'm not saying he's not an eligible bachelor. I would date Grant. But... Grant is a grown person. And so he I think is, they, yes, I think he decided, let's just make her 18. And then she can date adult men and it doesn't have to be as weird. I um, mean, the, the only thing that weird. does is that like, she can be, it will make her 18. And then the only thing that does is make it not illegal for them to have sex. Like that is literally the only thing that changes. Yeah, no, it's a bad, I don't love it. Um, I think great. also there's the reality that Isabel or Catherine Heigl yeah. looks like a grown woman. Yeah. Well, and so I like, think when they cast, yeah. other than Alex, obviously, but like I feel like when they cast love interests for Isabel, they tend to cast them, they tend to cast grown men. And it's like, well, just because Catherine Heigl looks grown, she's still playing a, a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. When I guess she was, so uh, this episode came out, what, in the year 2000? Uh, yes, I think that's right. Okay, so Catherine, Catherine Heigl was born uh, November 24th, 1978. So she only would have been like 22 at this point. That's true. So uh, maybe she just looks older than she is like looks more yes i think yeah. that she does because she honestly if and i'm not suggesting that our next podcast be Grey's anatomy but on Grey's anatomy she looks almost the same and it's 10 years later yeah great point she just she just like is she hits a stride and just stays looking the same lovely way for a long time right um but yeah i i think it's every time she says she's 18 i'm like wait so what so like are we supposed to think <laughs> Max is 18 or you're saying like cuz you were kind of raised like fraternal twins but you have different birthdays did you, they just hold you back in school to start school when Max started school which is kind of weird if you have two kids that you made up their birthdays and you made them separate ages that you then choose to make them be in the same class at school that's a weird move I, yeah i mean it the the first part of it is really the weird move of like making up birthdays and ages, right? <laughs> like, well, what do you do? I don't, I don't know. That part seems logical. You have to do something because you're not going to say, "Oh, you don't get to have a birthday because we found you on the side of the road." 
Well, I mean, and I guess if they like are reading as basically the same age, then like you would, and if they both seem ready to go to school at the same time, then like, yeah, then what, then what else do you do? Well, and again, not to harp on this because it is one line that's kind of a throwaway that also is, I think, supposed to let it be okay that she wants to be with an archaeologist. But like, what? Why would her saying it's my 18th birthday mean anything? Because it could be her 37th birthday or her 12th birthday. She was born out of a pod at like age age seven. She was born out of a pod. So wouldn't she celebrate birthdays? I mean, she can't because she can't admit she's an alien. But like, it's a weird... Holding on to the year she was born, the year of age she says she is. Right. It's like sand. It's like, how do you hold on to it? There's nothing. Like, she can count the days she's been out of a pod, but she can't tell you how old she was when she emerged from the pod. Right. But I mean, by the same token, like, you've been told when your birthday is and there's documentation of it. But like, you have no memories of your birthday, right? Like it's at, at some point we, we just yeah. pick a day that is like our day and we celebrate it as that. Like, yeah. Okay. But I'm not even adopted Patrick. So I, no, I know. like literally, em- I know the person that I emerged from inside. I understand. I know my pod. Her name's mom. <laughs> mom pod. And mom pod. And pod mom she would probably prefer um <laughs> but like i i know her so right. yeah i guess she could be lying to me but that's much different than she picked a day it's not like my mom picked a day in the year 1983 and said that's when you were born i'm just arguing that birthdays are equally arbitrary but they aren't that <laughs> so i won't i cannot con- concede the point that birthdays birthdays arbitrary. are not arbitrary arbitrary no, okay. The day I celebrate my dog's birthday, mm-hmm. made up. He's made up. Right. Now I I do celebrate his adoptiversary. That's how I chose to do it. But some people just make up a birthday for their dog. That's arbitrary. But my Ryan Elizabeth Mogi's birthday is not arbitrary. It's literally the day I was born. There was or, a day. So you the have day been before, told. <laughs> the day before that, I lived inside a body of a woman. The day after I lived outside the body of a woman. So that was my birthday. It's not arbitrary. I hear hear what you're saying. I'm saying the entire concept of birthdays. And I'm saying that's insane. That's why we hold on to it and we celebrate it. Because it's an actual thing you can. Because we don't celebrate the day you become a grown up. Because because that is arbitrary. Yes. But yeah. the day you breathe air instead of live inside a placenta is a you can measure that time. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. Who knew this would be you're like a you're like a I'm a, I'm like a birthday bir- truther. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to say you're a birther, but I know that has different meanings. It does. But- you are a birthday truther and i don't even know how to relate to like this is weirder than alex deciding to dress like a cop with no, a boom box no it is not 15. it is not <laughs> how far do you think he was gonna go by the way 
I mean, down to the he thong at least. Yeah, thong. So I guess I think he was going to go down to the thong. I think he wore that um, black uh, wife beater, like black, like a tank yeah, top, the, the tank. as like a trial moment. So I think he planned to take the tank off. Right. I think he was definitely going to do it as far as Isabel was enjoying it. Because I think he very much wanted Isabel's, like, the her reaction is what he wanted. Right. That she's like, she's, oh. Yeah, she's, like, delighted and surprised and laughing. Like, I mean, I don't think he was trying, because he wasn't trying to be sexy, I don't think, in any way. I mean, it would, being, it, it would be impossible, right? To be sexy in front of, like, all of your high school friends, right? Yes, like, well, it would, it would be, would be sociopathic. It would be like saying birthdays are arbitrary. It would just be like no, it is not at all like that to, to do. But here's the thing: a yeah. person like, like Max or maybe Nasado Max could do it. Like a person could be like, "I'm gonna focus on you and be sexy. I don't care who else is here." Now it would be weird and like, mm. like I said, sociopathic. But a person could do it. I don't know if Alex Whitman in his soul could could ignore everyone else that much. I mean, he's, he certainly starts in on it as though he plans to do the whole thing, right? Yes, but goofily. Yeah, goofily. That is He true. never is like, I mean, because you've seen strippers. They don't just do goofy dances. Right. <laughs> they at least like create a facsimile of sexy. Like that's. Or sensuality. Like, there's something to it. Right. He never like, does that. So goal. I think he maybe would have gone down to the thong. Like, maybe gone down to the thong, put his hat, like, over his crotch, and, that, and then, like, ran away or something. You know what? Like, I don't think he was planning on, like, grinding up on Isabel. It's just such a bold move, even for a party that you think is just your friends. He spent $150 on that costume rental. It's too much. It's too much. He could have. I. He could have spent also, that on her. Yes. And it's also reinforced. And maybe. Okay. Now, two steps back. Maybe he was thinking it's her 18th birthday and I'll get her a stripper for her 18th birthday. And the stripper is me. That's how I could see as. Because also he says Maria made him do it. And you know I try to give Maria the benefit of the doubt. So maybe that's how the <laughs> conversation went. was like, oh, we should hire strippers because she's 18. Oh, it would be even funnier if Alex was a stripper. And, and, and then honestly, Maria bullied Alex into it. Yeah. And then Maria's like sort of reaction as Alex is like, I can't believe you uh, convinced me to do that. Where she's like, you know, she's, she's got her own shit going on with Courtney yeah. at that point. But like, yeah, that totally reads like it was something that she didn't even think was actually going to happen. Or, yep. like, you know, suggested it once, and, like, Alex is like, oh, I'm really being, like, bullied into doing this, and Maria didn't think about it a second time. Nope. <laughs> the police are here? Oh, weird. All right. <laughs> and again, I was so on edge <laughs> when, when Maria said the police are here. Um, Which is funny. I mean, it's not funny, because the world is horrible, and, and right. fuck the police. But it's funny, because on this show... The only police officer, we know two police officers. We know one who is a, a solid human, who is a good man. Mm -hmm. And we know, well, even though he abuses his authority, as we find out later in the episode. And then we all, the other one we know is a big doofus who could never do, who like is too dumb to do anything. 
So the threat right. in the show Roswell from the cops is fairly small, but you were still not happy to see them. No, to hear about them. <laughs> okay, what if Sheriff Valenti sh- showed up and started doing a strip tease for Isabel? Let me ask you this. Is Kyle at the party? <laughs> oh, yeah. What is weirder? To strip oh, in yeah, front Kyle's of... definitely there. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's at the party. Because remember, he's like making jokes about... Tess leaving her underwear in the bathroom. Yeah. Which, if you don't have a laundry room, what do you fucking expect people to do? I, d- I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm glad for Kyle that he doesn't have any hand wash things, but like, what, yeah, that's how you dry hand wash stuff. I'm sorry that you have to live in this house. Ha- I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, it's also, like, you lose, like, all sympathy for the guy when, like, the sentence that he's about to complete is, like... I know. And she won't even fuck me or whatever. No, he straight up says it. He's like, I'm not doing her. Which, by the way... Yeah. uh, Kyle, how many people are you doing? I'm not... I denied. Come on. What happened to your Buddhism? Huh? Yeah, I liked Buddhist Kyle a lot. I forgot that we had a little reversion here. But yeah. it's also it's when he's with his boys. His boys are not good for him. He needs to hang out with, well, he's with Michael. Michael's not good for him either. He needs to hang out with uh, <laughs> Maria and Alex. They'll settle him down. Um, I mean, and, and I guess that like that, uh, like him reverting to his, his old self, like this does feel like a little bit of a different episode for Roswell, right? Like the tone oh my of gosh. it yeah. feels uh, different. Um, we We've got that. Uh, uh, that um like flash forward opening um mm-hmm. and like you know it, it's playing a little bit more with like um it's like suspense tropes and you know stuff like that it just it doesn't feel totally like a like any of the romance angles are basically thrown out like you you, you made a joke yeah. um halfway through the episode that like it would have been funny if uh michael kissed courtney and then like yeah. uh bounced like after their confrontation um which made me realize that like none of the um, romantic subplots were engaged at all in this episode. No, I mean, I think that Alex's little thing was his way to have a romantic subplot. It just mm-hmm. did not work for him in any way. <laughs> like he just failed. Like, I think he thought he was doing something really cute that Isabel was going to find charming. Mm-hmm. And she did like it, but it was more, more humiliating for him. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, and, and he it's doesn't sort really of, get, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really get a lot. Okay, it sort of reminds me, though, because ever since you said it, I've been thinking about it, and I think it's a big sea change between season one and season two, is that, like, once the aliens have their bigger mission on their mind, all of the high school, the romance stuff starts to feel very, like, small potatoes. Sure. Um, and yeah, so for and like, it, like, cause like Maria thinks this episode is about her love triangle. <laughs> it's not, no one cares. Like I care a lot and I don't care. Like yeah. it's not, there are much bigger, more important things and, and more interesting things happening. But like Maria legit thinks Courtney is trying to get, steal her man. And like, what's she going to like, uh, but like, I don't even know if Michael is consciously like even yeah i don't even know i mean i think he enjoys being flirted with but i don't even know that he's even thinking in those like in that level of things right right he's got bigger like 
they not only are they like locked in the middle of like a, an alien war, but they are their power, their tiny power structure of four aliens yeah. like is collapsing on itself, and all they can do is question each other's authority and their mm-hmm. each other's allegiance to just the four of them. So yep. like, you know, it's it's the everything that they're dealing with is just leagues beyond, uh, you know, Maria's jealous of uh, the attention Courtney's getting from Michael. Like it just, it it doesn't even register. No. And my, and it, and Isabel calls it out so well um, when, cause there's even the piece where like they're Isabel and Michael are destined to be together. And when she's like, do you really want to fucking think about that? I don't want to think about that. It's kind of gross and unpleasant. So, like, what are you talking about, Michael? Like, come on. Which even yeah. that is, like, we're not even going to engage in the romance part of the thing that is. Yes. Like, they, they just are not interested. And, of course, I know Max is still pining for Liz on some level. But in this episode, that's a hundred. Like, we don't even have Max staring off. at We don't even have any staring at Liz action. Like, well, and, and also he acknowledges that, like, that was the past. Yeah. Right. Like it, it. It is acknowledged as like a a part of their world that is not like the active part of the world right mm-hmm. now. Um. But like you know, even the uh, even if you're to to treat like the human drama as equally important to the alien drama, like yes, Isabel did just uh, kill a skin, but she yeah. also uh, murdered a sitting U.S. congresswoman. Yes. Like a <laughs> someone perceived by the planet Earth to be a human being and a human being of some stature and accomplishment, you know? Yes, who was last seen at her birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Isabel's in much deeper shit. And I think, and I don't know if you saw this coming and maybe it's seated, but whenever I rewatch, knowing the implications of what Whitaker says in terms of Isabel was Valandra and you know may have betrayed her people and like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. it's so core to who Isabel is her loyalty and her emphasis on like family both her earth family and her brother like and even Michael but like that is such an interesting conflict for her yeah, it's as it, a reveal, like to yeah, find out yeah. that. Yeah, well, especially when like um, the previous reveal about who they were in like their alien lives um, seemed to line up with things that we already knew about these characters as they are. We're like, oh, okay, that's why Tess and Max have like a fucking thing that they can't ignore. That's why um like Michael's mm-hmm. the muscle. That's why yeah. um you know Isabel has the, this role. Like everything seems pretty well lined up with what we already know about the characters. But this information um from Whitaker that like uh that Isabel it, it betrayed her people like it 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 brings up the idea that uh they were different people in their previous yeah. lives um not just like uh the same you know same personality mm-hmm. um or, or or whatever like it it brings up like all kinds of interesting questions about like what what it, the being that is isabel can be driven to do under yes. whatever circumstances like what happened to that version of the character that made her turn on her family that made her turn on her people 100%. And, but you also, I think, 
and I don't know how we're supposed to, I don't know how the show wants us to feel about Max. But Max mm. certainly is being bossy. <laughs> yep. Order people around. Like even his thing of like you can't date this Grant guy. Like based on what? Based yeah. on you don't like new people? Like what has Isabel done that makes you feel like you need to put her on a short leash? Like what makes you think you get to hold the leash if Isabel's on a leash? But right. he certainly does. He certainly thinks it's his place to decide whether they invite new people in. Well, in classic Max, too, is that he's not going to try to convince her that, like, it is yeah, right. a good idea to proceed with caution. He's just going to say, oh, yeah. he doesn't you don't date him. He just gives orders. Yeah. And... So that's an interesting, I feel like it's an interesting way they, because like we have her conflict with Max and then we find out that she did betray, even though everything we know about her is that she values those closest to her very highly. She's right. not, like she doesn't, I mean Max is the one who betrayed them all by saving Liz, right? Like she hasn't done that. She doesn't, that's not her instinct. Her instinct is to protect her people or her family. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, and also, like, if Max really wants to, like, get them to stop dating or whatever, like, all he needs to do is just, like, talk to his mom some more about it, right? Like, she's yeah. she's already clocked that this Grant guy is uh, definitely too old for her daughter. Yep. I love um, that. He's like, when's your birthday? What year? <laughs> Good mom. <laughs> Good mom. Um, but yeah, just, just like keep, just keep, uh, needling mom and she will, uh, needle Isabel and like, it'll, yeah, Isabel will get frustrated with it and then, then it'll all be over. Or it'll be like every other guy that Isabel has dated. We have no reason to think that Isabel hasn't been dating her whole, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her go out on dates. So like, I, that's also part of it too. It's like Max all of a sudden is paying attention. So now he's going to be restrictive of his sister's dating, but it's like. Just let her date him and get bored of him like she has with everyone she's ever dated, except for maybe Alex. And even that she it was too real or whatever. So she keeps him at a distance. Like if there's anybody you don't have to work, like, what are you worried about? She's going to fall in love and tell him all your secrets. That's also, not her. That's you. Also, I know this is like it's coming up because this is the episode of the TV show and this is what the yes. characters are doing when this happens. But like, it's crazy that like the only reason he even like thinks to tell her like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't date that guy is because like he shows up to her birthday party. Like, I know. Like, it wouldn't be a conversation that they wouldn't have had like some other time. <laughs> he did show up with purple roses. Mm, Very sure. fancy. Very fancy. Also, and I get it, but. She is wearing a strapless gown to go on a date with Grant. Now, I know it's her birthday, mm -hmm. but, like, where could they possibly have been going in Roswell where that was an appropriate dress? That was going to be my question. What do you think their date was? I feel like it had to just be dinner at a nice restaurant, but, like, it's not going to be dancing. Like, what do you – that is a homecoming dress. Or a yeah, prom dress. 100%. Like, unless you are going to the Red Robin before prom or something <laughs> with, like, eight <laughs> of your best friends and you all yeah. split a limo, then, like, you just, that's not uh, appropriate to wear to a restaurant. No. I, no. I, maybe. 
It just was, she was over. I feel like they decided they wanted her in a gown getting beat up and in the final scene. Sure. Um, And therefore also in the first scene. Yes. And there is, because we saw her in a strapless gown in her flashes. Um, when she had the flashes and she was like in love with Michael and they were making out and then, uh, like had a baby and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was kind of her look. So it's oh, yeah, also right. the strapless gown. I think we see her in a few more. I think that becomes, uh, a signal of Valandra-ness. Interesting. Okay. Or alienness for her. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, we only have one more episode this season, but, uh, my me- that I th- I think that is a choice they make a lot for Isabel, but usually when they do, it's somehow evoking her alienness. Some- yes, interesting. And in this one, okay, so holy moly, so much happens the last five minutes. So she murders she murders the congresswoman. Michael's like, hey, I murdered someone before. If you need to talk, you can call me. <laughs> and she's like, which nah. for Mike, which honestly for Michael, that's pretty. That's him being pretty vulnerable. <laughs> I feel like last season he would have been like, do you want to go smash rocks? Um, so like, uh, he tries. And right. then, and then she, she's so upset. She goes and she has a, uh, a one-sided monologue, or I guess all monologues are one-sided. She monologues to her missing mother. She's, she's like, I don't even know what the freaking granolith is. What is right. this MacGuffin that's just been introduced in the third episode of the second season? Um, and she gets really pissed and she throws a rock into her own pod. Which then lights up. Yes. So she climbs into her pod. And on the other side of the pod is a room. That's kind of sci-fi looking. (laughs) And inside that sci-fi looking room, the granolith? Yeah, I mean... We don't really investigate how she knows to call it the granolith, but that yeah, that's it. What is the granolith? What does the granolith do? We don't know for sure, though. Miss the Whitaker feels like it's the key to her going. Does she say go home, or does she say like? Because her, because Whitaker is saying her skin suit only lasts fifty years, and she's almost up. Yeah. Uh, so she needs the granolith to. I think I think she's saying I think she says leave Earth, but I don't know. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, it wasn't clear to me. What I mean, I, I know you're you're obviously bringing uh, more um, yeah. knowledge about uh, this, this universe, this conversation about this show. I don't believe uh, Whitaker gives any indication why she wants the granolith. She just keeps harping on where's the granolith. I know you know where the granolith is. Give me the granolith. Yeah, it um, sounds like she's talking about the. It sounds like the orbs from last season. I feel like in yes. that scene, mm-hmm. like you would Agreed. be reason. It would be reasonable to think that the granolith is just another orb, but we find out it's a room thing. <laughs> yeah, I I assumed it was the like obelisk esque thing in the middle of the room. Yeah, um, I think so. It felt very. Uh... You know, in the like newer Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. uh, or at the beginning of the first one, there's like the the red matter um, that's like a, a like hyper dense uh, like black hole creating um, thing, and it's in like a yeah. a chamber in the middle of a room. Yes, um, that that felt very much. This felt very much like that to me. 
Yeah. I totally hear you. I still uh, think it's, I mean, I feel like it, it's hand wavy alien that <laughs> Isabel knows what it is when she sees it. But, um, or that she even, because, and I think we said this to each other before we started recording, but like how she, why does it light up when she, is, is it the rock lights it up? Is it that, could she have gotten in there any time in the past year? Does it have to do with how long it's been? None of right. that is clear. No, it, it it's not. And I think it is uh, largely fine, like, just for expediency's sake, to be like, this is the thing that was always there, it wasn't revealed to them before, and now it is. Yeah. Um, like, that. that's all fine. Yeah, and I don't know that they've been hanging out there that much. <laughs> Probably not. Like, I think we've seen the times they were there. They were there yeah. when they saw the hologram, they were there when they tried to save Nasato, when they did save Nasato, they were there when they which was, I think was the same time as the hologram. But then yeah. they were there when they tried to save Nisato and they couldn't. So it's yeah. really only been a couple times. And then she goes there to yell at her mom and throw rocks. The um, show shows us the same percentage of time that they're in the pod chamber, 100%, as it shows us time that Alex is stripping, 100% of the time. <laughs> I do not believe that Alex strips beyond what we see him do in this episode. Well, here's the thing. Based on what yeah. we saw in this episode, who would pay him to do it? He is not good. He no, he is not. He is not. It's not uh, funny, and it's not sexy. I think it's trying to be funny. I think there's times that I found it more amusing than I did tonight, because it is goofy. As, it's very surprising, and it's goofy as hell. Yes, too and I true. think to me, like the goofiness, there's a charmingness to the goofiness. Yeah, but just just knowing that he is so embarrassed by it later makes that less fun. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I also feel like the thong joke, I get it, like from a writer perspective that you th- that it's funny to mm-hmm. have like some guy complain. But like I don't think I don't know if I believe that Alex in his first stripping experience and being the kind of like body type that he is and the way he dresses i don't know that he would really wear a thong or strip down to a thong uh and more than that why would he be wearing the thong all day this is a nighttime party you have a chance to go home and change yeah you weren't he wearing like the going around town in the, no maybe he was wearing the police uniform all day maybe Alex. he's been practicing all day just close on close off close on close off he wants to do a good job he wants to do a good job um, okay, but all of this um, is prelude to the rest of the season, trying to set us up. There's, yeah, there's a lot left. Um, um, we, we sort of skated over the uh, uh, when Valenti and Max bust into um, Grant's hotel room, um, and then Grant like comes home and uh, Valenti draws down on him. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. So uh, yeah, Grant. And Grant had been on, uh, Tess had called Grant. That's how, or yes. Yes. Or Grant, Grant had, had called, called Tess. Tess. Yeah. So they were like, oh, so he must be evil. Um, But no, he's not evil. He just he's was just, surprised to yeah. see you in his hotel room. Um, Which you shouldn't be in. <laughs> and then when Grant starts to call him out, call Valenti out on having drawn a gun on him and investigate and gone through his hotel room. (laughs) Valenti's like, it's procedure. 
Oh, fuck everything. <laughs> I know. It's like at this moment, I have the least amount of tolerance for anyone. To- don't tell me procedure. Get out yeah, of here. How, how about you just don't draw a gun on me in my own fucking room? Or how asshole. about you don't go through my shit in my room yeah. when I'm not here? Fucking like, cops, I- man. <sighs> fucking cops. Um, But luckily, on the next show we're watching, no one, we don't have any current cops. That's true. Only former cops. Former cops who are bartenders or hanging out, waiting to see if their sister's okay. I can't remember what Cameron is doing right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I look, I look forward to being wildly confused uh, as, as we watch the next episode um, because it's CrashCon. Yeah, CrashCon! CrashCon! All right, let's get into it. CrashCon 2020, yes. maybe 2019. It's not clear. Uh, I feel like, didn't we have Christmas? I think we're, I think we're in the new year. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but a version of the u- new year that is not like the, the year that we are currently in. This is alternate reality 2000. Yes. But in the way that like anything shot before March, you have to cut them some slack because yes. how could you anticipate? I, you could not. I mean, you could not. Um, we are in a different world than we were in January. Um, but that said, mm-hmm. there's uh, so much happened in this episode. And so much got explained. And some of it made sense. And some of it worked. And some of it didn't. And I don't even know. Like, And then we were left in such turmoil on so many different layers. Yeah. This is definitely, you know season finale part one right like it is it's one of the like most frustrating kinds of um uh like uh end of season episodes when you're actually like watching it as it airs where where you know you know that if you were watching these on dvd later or streaming later whatever that there would be no question you would roll immediately into the next one even if you're not having fun just to be like well okay i need to know i I just need resolution on it you're so right like absolutely this is this is I'm not going to say this is bullshit. This is like, <laughs> it makes me regret doing this podcast. Cause I'm like, this is, I don't like where we're stopped. There's so many. Uh... It's so the, one of the things that I find a little bit frustrating is how many of how much of what's happening right now. And all these like loose threads that uh, are like, you know, the, the subject of our, uh, cliffhanger here are threads that are se- were seemingly introduced in this episode, right? Like this is yeah. uh, the the H- Helena, and I guess maybe introduced in in the previous episode, um, but like her role in this series went from being um, like the absentee mother, the drug addict mm-hmm. mother, to uh, being like a counter master plan to a narrative to another narrative that is also really just introduced in this episode of the main men using this like uh it, dna atomizer thing to attack the aliens in front of the press for glory or something it's so, it's so much yeah 
It's a lot, a lot, a lot. I think some parts of it I really do like from a plot perspective. Like, I think Helena, because we've we've been hearing about the Jim Valenti Helena affair in a very dismissive way and like a sign of both of their addictions and like yeah. a shame secret and all of these things. And Arturo is like the nicest guy in the world. So, you know, as I, I said to you, as we were watching, I feel like he might be the only like a hundred percent good person <laughs> that we've met on the mm-hmm. show. Like he's just like, so like it's very easy for her to be evil or to be like painted in a, in that way. The idea that she, this whole mission is to avenge, or at least one person suggests that it's to avenge the murder of her lover and to who was driven insane because and who she never believed while he was alive about the aliens. I kind of like that. Yeah, I do wish she cared more that her daughter was alive, but she didn't care that much when her daughter was alive. So I get that, but like. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so hard because like in, in our introduction to her, she's such a flippant character and like yes. such a, like, you know, we're, we're, we're meant to hate how like above the, uh, you know, totally evident drama that like that, that that's how she carries herself. Yes. Um, and then like to have the reveal be like, no, she's like hyper invested in like this other drama that. Um, you know, had sort of taken a back seat. It all just, I, I, it makes just makes me wish that we were on that journey with her more. Um, yes. it, it feels like a, and this is something I criticize the show for all the time. That like there are um developments that happen just off screen. Um, to like, usually it's to give someone a piece of information that they didn't have previously. Oh yeah, Michael was just researching that thing, so like now we can. Yeah do whatever um and i feel like um helena had had a whole emotional journey that we just didn't (laughs) we just didn't get to see well we got it we got some of it or some of her stuff in the flashbacks with mimi which were interesting yes but they had no basis before this episode like I guess that's part of it too is like I would have wanted to know were she and Mimi friends back in the day were like what was that dynamic yeah even a scene and again I wouldn't want it in this episode because this episode is so full of everything else but it's like what I want to see how I I now really kind of want to see what Helena and Jim were like together which I didn't yeah, think totally. I mean, I guess I suggested that before that I wanted to see like sexy uh, affair shenanigans. But like, I want what is that dynamic? Is he constantly talking about aliens and she's ignoring it? Meanwhile, aliens are surrounded her by her. Like, yeah, I- I'm interested. But but it's instead like all that stuff is not on the show. It's almost it. It makes me wish that the that this show was like had the space to breathe and even like the space to need to stretch shit out in the same way mm-hmm. that OG Roswell uh, had yeah. to. Um, Cause like, if you have to do, you know, this, this season will end up being 13 episodes. Um, right. And we spent, and I mean spent like used up the first like six or seven episodes on the, like Max is dead. Let's bring him back to life. Right. Um, so like, we've really only had maybe the last five or six episodes to 
really revel in this story that is going to mm-hmm. be wrapped up next week. And I wish they had to draw it over 20 episodes so that individual moments and yep. individual that that the stories that are implied by everything were actually being told instead of being implied. Yes. And to me, and we still have a finale. Yep. But to me, all of the time we a lot of the time that we spent in the flashbacks to the 47 flashbacks to Michael's mom and Isabel's mom. Yeah. And I know that set up Maria's history, which is important. But now I wish we had spent some of that, whether it was Mimi or Helena or Jim or even a young uh, Mains, like, you know, Sergeant Bad Dad. Like, yeah. If those are our big, if, if, and not, Mimi isn't an, uh, a mains, yeah, an antagonist, but right. like Helena, essentially, Helena and, and May and Sergeant Mains are there are two big bads of the season. And we spent the middle chunk of the season talking a lot about Trip Mains, who has nothing to do with this, right? And is arguably like a good guy, Mains. And is a good guy mains and talking about Isabel's mom, which I, again, like, I'm not saying it doesn't fit into the narrative. It just doesn't feel like it built to the uh, epicenter of this conflict that we have now. Like even the idea we didn't know about the, I guess we had the idea. We knew from Liz's research and from Charlie's research that the idea of weapons based on genetics was a thing. That was seeded earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. But even just like, we can make a bomb that can kill specific genetic people, genetics. I would have loved Liz to grapple with that or us to talk about that or deal with that instead of, we do, but, but, and I know you made an alien one, but I want you to make a decoy. Why did he ever make the alien one? Why didn't Elena just have him make the right one and not the alien one? Why did he make two? Yeah, it's very it's very confusing. I, and like why why even would both of these things have to happen? Like if all that Helena is actually trying to do uh is uh get revenge and kill some mains men, like why does it have to be this way? <laughs> like Well, and that's the other piece too is and I guess I have to Rewatch this episode and, re- I, you know, it'll be uh, this show with the good news is uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, a week from next Monday. Right. The whole show will be on Netflix. So I will be able to rewatch the whole second season and maybe I'll pick up things I missed w- when we watch it. Um, But it's like, so like, was she trying to kill Sergeant Maines when she was in his room and took his DNA and he had that attack? Or is it just a coincidence that she left the room, he had a stroke, and she was there to steal his... Which, by the way, and I can't remember if I said it on the pod, but I definitely said it to you. Yeah. I caught that ugly blonde wig, and I knew some weirdo was walking out of that room when (laughs) Alex Buck did. Now, I thought the weirdo could have been just a background actor, and I would have felt bad about calling him a weirdo. Right. But yeah. Turns out it was a relevant weirdo. Relevant weirdo. Relevant weirdo, and that was effectively seated. And even the thing with his, but like, I still don't understand. Was she trying to kill him? And then when that failed, she used the DNA that she also collected. Was the DNA as a backup when she tried to kill him? Or is it just a coincidence that he had a stroke when she was in there? 
Can I make an unfair comparison? Of course. Um, Is the, it to Bones? <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish it was. Damn no, it. it's it's to the um, Watchmen HBO series. Um, yeah, that's pretty unfair. But let me know. <laughs> well, so the but yeah, and like obviously like HBO and that show in particular, you know, they spent a uh, a fuck ton of time like really honing in that narrative and like this it you know they have different levels of budgets and like it it probably incomparable pieces of art um but let's uh, but let's do it um the the way that that show can take a uh a moment of exploring one character's you know ancestral heritage mm-hmm. through like through like an innovative use of like flashbacks and like she's actually experiencing uh her um great grandfather's uh yes. memories as though they are her own um that like that is such an effective late in the season like telling of like events that do recontextualize everything that we're seeing in the present right totally um and like it's it, one of the reasons that it is effective, I mean, there are so many, right? Um, but one is that that's what the whole episode is, right? Um, yeah. And this show doesn't seem to be interested in letting any one episode be any one thing. Um, the last two, yeah. maybe even three weeks, I've been frustrated with how much the show is like, okay, it's like this and it's like this and it's like this and we get to spend four seconds with this character and then we're like back over here and like, you know, Liz is in her lab synthesizing. What is she working on? I don't even know. There's She's so working on a magic alien potion right. that can cure all disease. Wait, that so does what? Us- using the alien DNA... Mm-hmm. She is able to heal any cells. So, but is that what she's working on when she rushes back to the lab in that? Oh, no. When she's rushing back to the lab, she's trying to work on a thing that will neutralize the organic components of the uh, remote, of of the piece of the ship or the remote for the ship. So the idea that Liz can can and should develop a serum to kill the organic parts of like an alien engine is well it's probably a riff on the thing she made last that one at least because remember she made that thing that the alien killing serum last year yes she did make a thing to kill aliens and then that is and that's also what remember with what isabel used to have to have an abortion Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like to me that piece doesn't feel i mean the the thing of her running and then diego sneaking in and that whole part is kind of dumb but like she has done the work the the legwork to be ready at a moment's notice to build something to kill an organic alien compound because she has alien yeah. poison and and i guess it's fine that like that's within the the rules of like what she is capable of the fact that like it is uh, uh, just like weird little story loop and not like a story. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like every, everything just feels so like truncated, I guess. Yes. I think there's a pacing that again, maybe when I rewatch, you know, and it really will, I mean, time moves very slowly and very quickly during quarantine. So yes. it's possible that by the end of June, I will have rewatched this entire <laughs> series. Like I'm not, I, and, yeah. but I do think this may work better in a binge like mm-hmm. the pace but i'm with you that i guess the show is doing enough interesting things 
that I wish we could linger. Even if it was just, I would love an episode that's just Helena and Mimi talking about their kids. Yeah. Flashbacks to their life. Like, I'm interested, but we get these little tastes, which are, I enjoyed those tastes. Like, I've mentioned it like seven times already in the, when we've been talking about it. I really liked it, but like, not enough. The other thing, and, and it wasn't even a story, it turned out to not be a storyline because Kyle, I guess, still has a job, so he has to work. But <laughs> Kyle and uh, Steph's scene in her hospital room was just like, adorable sweet and adorable and two humans connecting to each other and he she's upset she she feels like she needs to do her makeup to keep her father you know to make her father feel good on their last time at carnival and i hope we don't find out that she's related to the maids and she gets killed but anyway uh uh and he like you know he helps her with her makeup hold on time out on that for a second if you think it is possible that we get to the end of the next week's episode and she is not either a dead or b cured she can't just be like alive and still sick right There's so much else going on. I think she, we may not. I think there's a chance, not a huge one, mm-hmm. but I think there's a chance we will not see her for the rest of the season. That is infuriating. It's infuriating, but also think of how many other things we have to deal with. Yeah. Maria is dying. Charlie, who I barely care about, but she's trapped in a burning building. Yeah. We have like a lot to deal with. So I think there's a chance we won't see Steph and Kyle again. Wow. Wow. I think there's a chance. But maybe not. But anyway, my point was the scene yes. that we had one scene with them. It was very cute. And even as I was watching, I was like, I wish we had more scenes of them just being human together. Mm-hmm. It would have been a nice break from all the drama. But that isn't. But the show doesn't really want to linger in any one of those things for very long. Um, well, and and just like uh, like I I wish we could have more of you know Liz and Max have this like argument and like Max comes off kind of super shitty in this where he's like uh, accusing Liz of wanting like the glory or whatever of, yeah uh, you know and you know I, I I the show is so good about um like tackling like real world ideas and like um inserting political concepts in there in and uh questions of like identity and what it means to be like uh you know model minority and all that kind of bullshit um and like it's very good at it and liz is a good like mouthpiece for that like Mm -hmm. um and so like that's a compelling conversation when they're having it and she's like look i get that you're with me but you don't actually understand this like that's a powerful idea um 100 percent and one that is hyper relevant to this moment in history. Um, and then the show's just like, uh, you know, whatever, like they get the fuck over it real quick because we got to stop an alien engine part from exploding. Yeah. We've got this other, yeah. We've got this whole other thing that we have to deal with. Yeah. And it's another scene. And we had a couple of those scenes in this episode. And I think the show does it. And it's part of what you're saying of the like things that happen just off screen, but <laughs> it happens with the varnish on the stage and then it also happens when liz and max are talking and like you said max essentially uh, uh, sort of accuses her of wanting to uh, make her scientific breakthroughs as a way to achieve glory for herself and she reframes it as like no 
I want to set the example I wish I had when I was a young girl growing up. Which right. is totally valid. And then she also was like, and you will never understand that as, you know, as who you are, given the privileges right. that you have. You just won't. That's not something you've ever had to worry about. Like, mm-hmm. when you made yourself into a little sheriff man, you had hundreds of examples that you were you could bake yourself off as an archetype. Like, that's not an issue for you. You don't get it. Right. And even is like, you're right. I don't get it. But I love you. And I know what you fuck up. But also, okay. So all of that, though, is a prelude <laughs> to Liz figuring out that there's going to be a prequel terrorist attack before the alien bomb goes off. The alien which, atomizer. Which so far doesn't seem to be in the cards. because it doesn't, Flint, It's not hinted in any other scene. Yeah. No, uh, even Mains doesn't, at any point, talking to anyone, say something where you're like, oh... I mean, again, when I rewatch Netflix, I'll see if I catch it. But, like, it's not – that doesn't seem to be on the page or in the show. But she figures it out, and she's like, it's because he wants glory, which yeah, not means he's a bad man. Yeah. But it's not consistent with his character. That's not his, that's not his thing. His thing is killing aliens 100%. His thing is upholding honor, What his, his idea of what honor is, right? Um, cause certainly well, I wouldn't call him an honorable man, but right. like based on his ideas of honor, mm-hmm. upholding tradition, upholding ethics, um, but doing so in, in fucking secrecy, right? Like yes. having underground fucking labs and bunkers, right? And like, that's where he operates from. Yes. Is- protecting in- people without those people ever knowing you're protecting them. Now yeah. at the end, he does reveal that. I wouldn't call it, I mean, his son calls it glory to him, but that's, I think, just to be mean. But, like, he does want America, specifically, but, like, the world. But he cares, he doesn't really care about other countries. Uh, He wants Americans to know that aliens existed and that aliens were stopped. That aliens existed, that aliens were a threat, and that they were stopped. Yes, that they were a threat, exactly, you're right. That they were a threat and that they were stopped. Now, uh, now, okay. So how, how is but that how does Liz Flint? figure that out? <laughs> yeah, how did how the fuck does Liz figure that out? But also, how how is Flint's idea different from that? Because he just sets off the bomb. Yeah, he just wants to kill aliens. He just wants to kill aliens. I don't. He may not even, and that may be part of it. Is he may not even know about the terrorist. Because then we, because, okay, so that's the other, so that's the second, it's another place, because I'm not even going to go second, because I feel like it's happened multiple times, but the, that's another place where Max and Michael figure out that there's, go. I guess that's what it is, it's the deductions with, but it's, it's sort of like when you read a mystery novel, and the, uh, the detective deduces things, but all of those clues were not in evidence. Sure, yes. So, like, you need to tell us that someone was spreading varnish and that there's fireworks tonight before you show me the detective putting those things together and figuring out why that's true. Yeah. You can't introduce... It's like just watching the last scene of Murder, She Wrote, where she tells the killer how she figured out. It's like, yeah, but you need to have... It's not. I guess it's less satisfying to me as a viewer to watch people deduce things if I don't have as much information as they did. Right. Well, and it's, it's just like that. That's all also like personified by the role of what's eye patch guy's name. The junkyard guy. I wanted to call him Wilson, but I don't think that's it. 
okay, so iPad patch. <laughs> okay, patch shows up. Um, like when everyone has already seen this like alien engine thing um, at yeah. CrashCon, and he appears, materializes out of nowhere. Has not been in this episode previously. Does yes. not say, "Oh, hey guys, what's going on?" Nope. It appears and uh, says, "Like, oh, we've seen that thing before." And then, uh, like, then everyone has their like little uh, hubbub conversation about it. Then right. he disappears again, and then they're like backstage. And Patch appears again to be like, that stage is awful sticky. Got to be varnish. Um, like that, <laughs> like, I don't know. He's not, they're, they're not like characters going through things. They are no. um, noticing machines or deduction machines. Yes. And honestly, you know what? I think that now that, because it's a good point that Patch is used that way. If you want to imply to me, and I know it would be, again, the thing of things not happening on screen that we'd want to see. You want to imply to me that Patch is a great deducer, he, that he's the Poirot of Roswell, yeah. and he's just in the background, investigate. If he's, he could be Jessica Fletcher or Columbo. He's out there figuring it all out, and he just, like, every once in a while, tabs Michael on the shoulder and is like, hey, here's the thing I figured out while you were, you know, dealing with, you know, being, being Michael. Yeah. I, I figured all this out for you, so um, here you go. That I could go with. Yeah. But you're right. Instead, it's, it just, it's not. There's a lot, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And I'm mad because I told you at the beginning of the episode, I didn't want the episode to end with Maria fucking dying. <laughs> right. And it seems like that may be, that's, that's at the very she least. She may be the casualty. In the cards, of, yeah. She, Cause I do feel like, I mean, last season we had a casualty and we undid it, right? Mm-hmm. I do feel like, are we I mean, really going to get out of do. season two? Kind of do if you want to count Noah. Yeah, but when you kill the villain, is that a casualty? I mean, it's one fewer characters on the board. Like, we didn't kill uh, Sergeant Maines, for example. Like, he was still around to be, like, a, a continued presence on the show. I guess when I was using casualty, what's the term for losing someone on your side? Mm. Losing a good character. I mean, maybe that is just casualty. Yeah, but as I say, but the truth is that is really dehumanizing of the enemy. But, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of... We didn't lose any of our people. In fact, yeah. we got someone back last year. Right. We th- but, and we had the temporary death of Max. So I don't know. I feel like there's a good chance we will lose someone this season. Yeah. Just because it's television. I don't want Maria to die, but right now she's not looking good. No. Bleeding from um, her face. Bleeding from her face. But also, it seems like the alien atomizer is now... I mean, she hucked it, right? She like, hucked into- it. She hucked it. So hopefully, we are ne- they, they, it will disperse enough in the air that our, the rest of our aliens are safe from that threat, specifically. Right. But we'll see. Um, and the mains men are not safe. And the two good ones are hanging out with their dad. The other one is really not safe because he got murdered. He got murked. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't like that, guys. No, it's upsetting to see Max just grab someone by the heart and, you know, Temple of Doom him to death. Yeah, especially because that man, he stole that man's, not stole, but like he wrestled away that guy's gun. Uh Also, and I guess at this point, Max knows that he doesn't have the atomizer anymore. So I guess the, to me, the, uh, 
the threat and i i'm very sensitive to violence right now i think that's also true but like he's not a threat in any meaningful way right right except that he's like evil i guess so he would come up with a new way to be a threat as soon as he could but in that moment he doesn't have his gun he doesn't have the bomb well and at this point does does max know about the other the the mains atomizer i don't think he know no yes i mean he knows because it's with sergeant mains yeah but i don't think he's he's you're right but he could go look for that is that what you're saying i'm saying uh like like why i don't know what max wants in this scene i think he wants to use his rage to abuse a person I think he. I think he wanted sure. the the pleasure of destroying someone who tried to destroy him. So is this and like that's why it's distasteful to me? <laughs> is this the like the return of Evil Max, like the Evil Max that was shut down Maybe. in you know episode like six or whatever? Maybe I really I I don't know because now he's sick again. That was the other thing, and again, so much. There's just a lot in this episode. Um. But we also, and this I think also fed into why the, for me, the Maxla's fight or the argument about where she kind of brings up privilege and they talk about her goals with the her experiments. Yeah. She justifies being an evil scientist. <laughs> the scene before that, he is acting. And when I say acting, I think the performance leads me to believe. So I feel like I believe that he is like a freaking drug addict about this memory shit. Yeah, which is he's other... crazed and sweaty yeah. and his hair's all fucked up and he's like trying to get Cam to leverage her relationship with Liz to steal some for her for him. Like he's acting like a drug addict, which we hadn't I mean we had seen him sneak I mean when you sneak drugs, that's right. not a great sign of whether you're a drug addict. So I'm not saying they never they didn't hint that that's where we were going. But I was still distracted by that idea. It's also a weird ass hypocrisy for like him to get upset about her studying their like alien physiology, yes. um, like for her own benefit when she's also producing something that he fucking wants. Then maybe that's and again, like you said, if this was like TV used to be, where you'd get twenty two episodes, yeah. I think there's room to explore those ideas because they're. I guess that's the thing. It's like the show is not making a bunch of choices where I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't want to talk about this. Why are we still doing this? No, it's doing interesting things, but it's doing them so fast that we can't even deal with them. But yes, how interesting is that? The conflict of Max. Also, how sensitive is Liz to drug addicts? What would she feel like if she felt like the person that she was with was dependent on a drug? What I'm interested in that. What is it like for Liz? Well, I be, but that would require us to take like any of the story around uh, Rosa like seriously, right? That like any of her addiction stuff to be serious for it to uh, not be like a weird, horrifying thing that she's just suddenly around and I guess working at the crash down and like that everyone that she's just like not a secret anymore. <laughs> In this episode, Rosa is out and about, yeah. which they did sort of set up at the beginning of her relapse episode, like. The, all the scenes in Rose's storyline in that episode started to feel like a dream because 90% of them was a dream. Yes. We, I think we're supposed, I think the scene where she 
says, I'm my, you know, she says she's her yeah, cousin I'm, and she yeah. tries an outfit. Mm-hmm. I think that really happened. But even just, so. That is the lie then that Maria tells Yeah. So Greg. I think that, but still she's just back from rehab. So, and she left early. A reinforcement of that. So we have Rosa walking around. She's hanging out at bars, by the way, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, whatever. Every addict, you got to make your own choices about how you live your life. But uh, we're not even quite like nobody is even side eyeing that. She's hanging out at bar. Oh, and by the way, she's 19 as well. She's hanging out at bars and she's working at the crash down. Also, Isabel in this episode is at a crowded bar during the con drinking nail polish remover from the bottle just taking swigs and you know maria comes over and is like hey here's a cup and they like helps pour it in a glass and stuff but it's like isabel are we supposed to think isabel has lost her mind because if i'm at a bar and someone is drinking nail polish remover you're gonna clock it well i may think they're trying to kill themselves sure so i may intervene because it's poison to humans well, let us also, you know, not look past the fact that the two different times that Isabel goes into Mimi's uh, memories, um, she's doing it like just standing in a crowded bar, right? Yes. Like there are people well, st- standing once and sitting the, the second time. Yeah. Um, but like, what does that look like to the outside world? Like, I don't know. Just someone staring intensely into someone else's eyes until like they start to bleed from their nose and like recoil really quick. Like, what the fuck is happening? Maybe don't do that in public, guys. Yes, I think the sitting probably you get away with it, right? Because you'd be like, oh, they're having an intense cut. Like you wouldn't. I think you would still go into the back room, like go into the office or something, or behind the bar or something. That's the other part is. And you, and I think that we just have a difference of opinion than the show. The world of the show and the characters in the show do not seem to find, do not take seriously the idea that Isabel's using her power without consent is a violation. Yeah, correct. It's it's there's lip service toward it, but not in the way in the same way that there's lip service toward like, you know, I don't know people who are pro ice like they say it but no one care like no one believe no one on the show none of the right. characters in the show in the world of the show seem to take it seriously at all yeah that there's and there's, that's there's no, just a place there's no i'm cost. in a different yeah, yeah. ryan mogi is just in a different place i think every time isabel does that to someone without their consent she's violating them and if and, we're not yeah. talking about people and 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 maybe it's right now I'm very concerned about people's rights, but like <laughs> I was trying to think of any, I was like maybe prisoners. And then I was thinking about uh like pushing daisies because uh-huh. it's kind of similar. It's not the same, but it's, it's reminds me a little yeah. of Chuck's wait, no, Ned's powers. Ned's powers, yeah. So like and that is involuntary for those it, so dead it people. Is, but it, it is involuntary a purpose to help those people. And they don't have to comply, and they don't always. It's, well, they uh, have to. Come, they have to experience waking life again. They do have they to experience life again. That, that. that that is true. But they didn't uh, get to choose experiencing life in the first place. So, you know. <laughs> so Ned's essentially God. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Pie maker is a God maker. Whatever. 
But uh, and they and they don't always help him. Like they are no, they don't always help him. They yes, but you're right. They have consent. They get to choose how they behave in that moment. Whereas Isabel, it's both that she gets into your head and that she is seeing things that you are not voluntarily showing her. And specifically things that you that you actively want her not to see. Like Mimi kicks yeah. her out at some point. Yeah, which is pretty badass. That's which is again pretty why badass. I want a Mimi show. I want an episode that's just Mimi and Elena yeah. and whatever the fuck. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that's not this show. And I understand there's a lot of other stuff they want to talk about. Um Alex I like Alex, but he really should not have gone to that con. No. He should have not. He should have texted someone. <laughs> like, hey, guys, I, I'm going to steer clear of this one. Like, tie your brother up. Mm-hmm. Like, tie him up. Not just hit him in the head. And you did know, Alex sneak out while Char- without saying anything to Charlie? I don't know. That, 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 that bit of action there was wild and doesn't, does not track. As like well, the, the actions of, of humans, Charlie, and that was the other part. And I understand partially because the speed we're going, and you don't. But like, how does the how do you take an atomizer apart? <laughs> how long does it take? Is it a delicate process? I guess to me, if Charlie had said that'll take me twelve hours, and Elena says, "Well, then you better get started." Instead, it seems like you could like maybe just open it and pour out the juice. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, I don't know how you fix it, but it does right. seem weird. Or are we supposed to think that Charlie was not doing it on purpose for a little? She was thinking about it. Or like, why wouldn't Helena just like take that atomizer? Like, why? Why is she like here? I need you to deactivate this now while you're still in the place where you are working for the bad guys. She's a kidnapper. She's a an extorter. She's a former addict. She's a bad mom. She does not know how to take apart a bomb. That's not in her skill set. Sure, sure. <sighs> Ryan. I I don't know, man. There's there's just so much. I'm like trying to think of there of all the things. Okay. Oh. Let me, I also Oh, sorry, yeah. what were you saying? Uh well, I, I just wanted to address why Greg Mains. He his last name is Mains, right? Yeah, they're all Mains. Um oh, well, I just wanted to make sure that he because he was uh seemed like he wasn't raised with the rest of the kids, right? No, I think he was there. He just decided to be a good person. Um so he brings his like fifth grade class on a nighttime field trip. To... I believe he brought kids from the reservation where he lives. Okay. I don't okay. think it was a class field trip. I think it was, ki- I mean, I think they were all around the same age, but I think it was a, I think he brought kids from the reservation. Okay. That, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Than what I was imagining of like, nighttime field trip trip. i was just like yeah i think it was he because i think he's a teacher on the reservation Mm -hmm. that's what he does so i think he took the kids from the reservation that feels less weird to me but i don't know i don't know why it does maybe Uh, it's it's also uh weird that he is so easily convinced to take them all to the crash down to have uh milkshakes well 
interesting that you introduced that because my head can already fix this Ooh. because and part of it is he's handsome but the way he is like oh you look like rosa that i went to high school with mm. i think he and rosa mutual crushes but they were in different crowds and they never hung out sure i think he's got a crush on rosa he's gonna seize the opportunity now and so, yes. And maybe also the kids were fucking crazy. And he's like, oh, I can get them in a place that has a door that locks. <laughs> like, I mean, can you imagine being a single uh, field trip lead with 12 kids? No, it's a lot. When they're running, and not even like, yeah, it was like at a museum. At least you can make them like get a buddy and walk two by two. No, they're just running around being kids. It's too much. <laughs> Now this is the same carnival, the the uh, the crash con. It th- yes. is the same carnival that Steph is supposed to be attending with her father, right? Yes, we just haven't seen any evidence of it yet. Right. Okay. It would I be gotta, kind. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like I was a little bummed to see that, like the crash con is less of a like con and more of a carnival. At least the part we saw was. I don't know. I don't feel like we ever got a full breadth of what's going on there. And even the, like, we have proof of aliens. Here's this artifact. You can't come up and see it. Like, what kind of con is this? Like, I mean, that's a con, like, con artist con. Yeah. That's a confidence scheme. Like, what do you do? Like, I get it. I understand it from a promotions perspective. But, like, you can't unveil something. At an, I just I'm trying to imagine if you like unveiled something like that at Comic Con, showed it for I mean I guess people show trailers and stuff, but like you show a physical object and then you're like, okay guys, you can't come look at it. You can't even wait in a 12 hour line to look at it. Right, but well, we're gonna keep it on this stage behind uh-huh. a sheet. And, and we're gonna this close is- the sheet. This is all outside, and it's just being presented to you by a fucking carnival barker, right? Yeah, (laughs) and how, from this distance, how am I supposed to know that's an alien artifact versus a prop? I mean, I know that in reality it is a prop, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess I was... Now, okay. I will say, for me, all of the con is worth it for the stand that Crashdown puts up at the carnival con. Oh, Arturo Churros? I loved it. I yeah, love the name. Good. I love the outfit. I love that <laughs> Arturo has silver makeup on his face. I love every... It's so fun. Yeah. So fun. Um, there was a lot to like about this episode, but I think you nailed it with, like, I wish they had seven more episodes <laughs> to, like, take a breath and give us room for all of these things. Yeah. Because even... One of the cliffhangers in this episode is Diego sneaks into the lab. What the fuck yeah. is he going to do? <laughs> oh, Diego. I know. We knew he was trouble. Hey, um, you posed this question while we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did the alien artifact get into that dude's possession? And why does he think that Max sold it to him? Okay, so we knew in the morning that Max was checking about a deposit to see if it had gone through. Yes. I didn't remember why. And I, again, in my Netflix rewatch later, I'll try to put it together, but I don't, I don't remember if we knew before that, but then 
UFO Center guys. Thanks, Max, for for this part. And says, you know, I paid you to. That's why I paid you ten thousand dollars for it. Did the deposit go in? Max, like, yeah. So I'm not sure when this hand, because we did see UFO Emporium guy last week, but yeah. only when he showed up with like his cute waitresses to be like, I've got something big happening at the con, and we've got deals, deals, deals at the cafe at the U at the UFO Emporium. Do you think uh, there's a possibility that we're that this is setting up a um, like a hidden in plain sight Max Evans heel turn? Because if he's if he's selling this thing yeah. to this guy and uh, putting like everyone in danger because it's going to be like exposed, yeah. Um, like, what motivates that? Does he need the money? That seems weird. Um, or is he like actively doing like is was he was Evil Max not put down when we thought he was put down? And it has the whole thing been like, you know, this like, oh, oh, shucks, I'm sweetie boy Max now. Has that all been a long con so that he can take his, you know, evil Max revenge on all of his friends in Roswell? I think that's totally possible. I think it's also possible that it and not, and I think this is definitely colored by my experience with original Max Evans, that his memories have triggered a version of himself. His alien side is a conniving jerk. Mm. So that, yeah, Sweetie Boy Max would never do any of these things. But now that he's remembering so much more of who he was and what he was, that he's, I mean, because we did just watch him murder someone tonight. True. Now, he murdered a bad guy, but it wasn't even a bad, again, it wasn't like this guy was like, I'm going to kill Liz if you let me go. And he's like, well, then I'm never letting you go. Right. It's not like, a it's not the, a forced kill. It's not it's not a uh, man of end of man of steel uh General Zod moment. No. It's more like all of those people who lived in those buildings during their final fight. <laughs> Superman is responsible for a lot of deaths oh in that movie. Like enough that it makes me like can we take it out of canon? I can't. I can't with that Superman. I mean, that said, he is hot. His love for Lois is also hot. They've got a good thing going. But right. otherwise, that man of that Superman, he kills so many people. And then Batman's mad at him about it for like two hours and then is like, oh, yeah, we've got the same mom. What the fuck are you talking about, movie? He's still Batman. Do you remember all those dead people you were surrounded by at the beginning of this movie? Those people still died. They all had moms, too. Yeah. And some they of their not, mothers were named Martha. I bet you they were. There's only so many names in DC <laughs> extended universe. Okay, but anyway, all that aside, yeah. I like Evil Max theory. My other theory, which now has uh, been jossed by reality of the show, but I, or maybe you said it, so I'm not trying to take credit, but we did talk about it. The idea that the alien DNA bomb would not be targeting our aliens but potentially be targeting a separate alien race, like the alien right. race threat. Right. Whatever um, the skins of this series would yes. be. Yeah. Which would have been so cool because the bomb would have gone off. We'd all think that Max is about to die. And then instead, like, 
you know, a hundred people in the crowd just drop and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and just, then Helena's just some like, yeah, I saved you, bitch. But unfortunately, oh, that's the, wait a minute. Hmm. Again, I have no re- reason to think that Helena would know this or have any way to, d- to figure this out. No, it's impossible to know it, what Helena is capable the, of. Okay. It's <laughs> a swap to protect the swap of the two alien devices. The two, I'm sorry, the two atomizers. Yeah. Is the swap to protect Rosa because right now Rosa has alien, her DNA has been changed and she has powers. Okay. Again, no idea how Helena would know this. Right. No idea. I mean, though she has been snooping around the hospital, and we know that hospital, it's very easy to get my people's medical records. <laughs> um, though I hope Kyle didn't write down all of Rosa's business. But the fact that Rosa now has powers, she could theoretically have been susceptible to the atomizer. I'm just trying to understand Helena's choices. I get yeah, the yeah. avenge your dead lover part, I too, but like too much was made in the flat. And again, I go back to those flashbacks because I guess they were my favorite part of the episode. Too much was made with Mimi of like, we are protecting our daughters. We're protecting our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which agree. otherwise that if, if Helena didn't do any of this for Rosa, then none of it makes sense. Unless she did it to because we have no reason to think, I guess Helena knows Michael's an alien. Does Helena know Max is an alien? Unclear. Unclear. Does she know Isabel at all? <laughs> I don't think she does, but I think they would get along, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Isabel would like her. Yeah, and Helena would be like, oh my god, I have so many people that you can manipulate and get into their head. Get into my husband's head. Have him buy me some jewelry. Ugh. Um, I mean, if her husband even takes her back, she did abandon him. Um, sure did. But yeah, I wonder if that's the angle for Helena is that the swap is to protect her daughter, Rosa. Is it Isabel who says uh, when when that theory is floated at the the Wild Pony um, that like she loves a good telenovela? She does say that. I mean, that honestly feels like the um, the sort of like width and breadth of what Helena seems capable of, right? Like of the she's she's the kind of character that could have a huge master plan that like involves alien devices and you know protecting uh, long held secrets and. Um, you know, having um, a, a history totally involved with a race of aliens that she never told anyone about. Yeah. Um, uh, or she could just be like stumbling around blindly, you know, like yes. making a couple uh, educated guesses about like who to target for like petty revenge. Like I have I have no idea what the character is capable of. Which is why I wish we had spent more time with her this season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel at a loss. I think, you know, we have talked for 50 minutes about it, but I go back to where we started, which is like, this is the first half of the finale. Yeah. So uh, I feel like probably 50% of what we've talked about, once we see the finale, will kind of all be moot. 
Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, let's uh, let's do a little like pre-gaming the finale right now, then, right? So, okay. like, um, what we you you've already expressed you do not want to see um, Maria die, and I have all already uh, posed the question of is it possible that Steph either survives this season? Uh, that I, I think she either has to die or be cured by the end of the season. I think. All right. Here's my and there's these are off the wall. Yeah. I think Liz is going to Hmm. All right, I'll just go off the wall. Okay. Yeah. She's going to Diego will have stolen all her shit. Yes. So I think she's going to deliver Steph to Diego and say look at me. And she's going to show him. She's going to bring Steph with her. She's going to fix Steph using the alien DNA stuff she has. And Diego's boss is going to step out of the shadows and be like, I'm so glad you decided to join our, our group. Mm, could, oh, and what's the name of that company? Fuck. Uh, Deep State. No. No, no, no. Not Deep Sky. Deep Sky is the other one. He, yes. Uh, it, it's like, uh, ah, shit. Genesis. <laughs> it's uh, like that. Um But yeah, I think so there's I think she's gonna be working for them and owe them something mm, by the end of the season. Yes. So that's my one of my predictions. That's a pretty um, good prediction. I think, I think Max think, is going to feel zero remorse for murder. Yeah. I mean I I, I I right now I'm holding out hope for my evil Max theory. I like evil Max a lot. I think that's fun. Oh, I also think okay, here's what I think. I think hopefully Maria will not die. I think Michael and Alex may kiss each other before the season's over. Do you think um, the Maine's men survive the finale? I think Greg and Alex, I don't think they have the guts. I mean, not the guts. I don't want to reduce it that way, but I, Alex is too, is pretty central to this, the show as it is. I don't it's, think that the way yeah. they end his storyline is he dies because his dad's a jerk. I mean, it, it. the thing is, so much of this season since we started doing the flashbacks has been about, like, the legacy of the mains yeah. and, like, what they've done that, like, now that the option is on the table to end the mains line, that's sort of a compelling place to, like, end a season. I don't know. I it's that that that's a prediction that I will put forth is that uh this ends with uh, all four mains men dying. Oh, I I thought of this and I don't think I said it out loud because it's really perverse and fucked up and probably not yeah. real, but since we're yeah. I'm I'm leaning into that angle on all these predictions. Let's do it. Okay. Is uh Maria gets saved probably by something that uh Liz is able to finagle in her lab if all her shit isn't stolen or something yeah. she has on yeah. her. Maria is saved. She rushes to where Alex and Michael and all the mains are. The mains bomb goes off. Everyone dies. And then Maria spontaneously has a miscarriage because she got pregnant in that threesome. It won't kill her, hopefully. But I did have that thought. Because we've already oh, done yeah. this, like, weird, yeah. like, the thing that lives inside you could die without independent yeah. of you. 
Yeah, that's so. good. That's good, Ryan. I think that's great. I think 100%. Or, oh, okay. Or Michael ru- rushes Maria away with the bomb, with the atomizer. Right. And he's like, the only way I know to t- disable it is for it to go off. And Maria's like, well, like, let's just let it go off. It's fine. But then it's not fine. She starts hemorrhaging. Right. Which would be so gross. I really hope that doesn't happen. It's That's like, that's crack fix shit. That 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 is some crack, but I mean, arguably that episode where Isabella gives herself. The I know there's kind of precedent, yeah. but I don't think the show, as much as the show moves really fast and does a lot of things, it's not trying to be bizarre. No, you're that right. would be bizarre. An unknown pregnancy self uh, <laughs> eliminates. I'm there's a term in my brain isn't. I know miscarry is a term, but there whatever a miscarriage, like a spontaneous miscarriage, right would be too that I, the show is not going to do that that would be too weird but that i did have that thought for maria i think because i'm worried about maria i think maria is the most likely of the good guys yeah on the show to die um and what of the uh realighting the the never nothing never, never again <laughs> i mean Maybe in the maybe in the last moments, but it's like we've been wa- I've been waiting all season for this shit. Unless yeah. the Pisces thing is gonna be related, I, mm. I feel like. Mm. And again, the show—it's hard because I watched this knowing having seen all of Roswell, Roswell. But like the, they certainly make you think that that design that's in our in the Roswell logo and is and is on. Uh, Max is back, and he wrote all over the room when he was in a dot when he was at the orphanage and stuff. Yeah, that certainly looks like a constellation. Yes, the sh- never have any of these characters looked at the sc- stars to compare it. Right, but it is uh, the the stars and a constellation is actively in play, both in the form of a prophecy from Mimi uh-huh. and uh repeated uh, and sort of like realized by maria yes so i feel like that could play in or they may hold on longer or maybe it's it could be not a constellation it feels like a freaking constellation it looks like one i i feel like it's the directions to their home planet but no one on the show seems to agree with me <laughs> it is uh amazing how many threads that seem like they couldn't possibly like uh, uh, intertwine with each other uh, have to be wrapped up uh, in the next episode, which makes me think it'll, it's just going to feel like the last couple where like there's a billion things happening. Yes, though I will say, not that it can rest on its laurels, but last season, it got bonkers in a really good way. Yeah, really fun way. There were fewer, I think, fewer, like, divergent storylines. Um, but, like, because last season we have the big fight with Noah with the lightning hands. <laughs> it's freaking amazing. We have, yeah. like, freaking, uh, what? Oh, Liz and Max have sex for the first time, but that's not that exciting. But, no, we have lightning hands. Then we have Liz and Max have sex. Then we have Max goes and finds Rosa in an egg, brings her back to life. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think I have faith in this show that they they nailed the fina- the premiere this year. I think they nailed the finale last year. I think they could do it, but right now it's just there's so much going on. I don't know how they're gonna pull it all together. And if we start with flashbacks to the forties, I. <sighs> I don't think there's any room for flashbacks. There, there can't be. There's too much of the now, now that deal. now that we've said it. There's a hundred percent gonna be flashbacks. God damn it. We'll survive. Yeah, that's true. All right. we'll be fine. Have a good week. <laughs> you too, Ryan. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.